1: Yeah, I, I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe. How deep you want to go? How deep you want to go? How deep that you want to go? Way better that it didn't record. Um, I always say that gate was closed, the second one. So every single time I set a record, I'm like, record, record, because it's two. It's on, and then the gate. I don't know how to explain it any other way, but the orange one <laughs> wasn't on. I remember that. Mm-mm. But yeah, my dad had um. Four uncles, one of whom they're going to bury under the prison, one of whom, or three of whom died before 40, like one in a car accident, one in a, got caught in a crossfire of a police shootout of a robbery suspect. Highly controversial. That's wild. If it, like, is. If it had anything to do with some of his extracurricular activities where he was just happened to be caught in the crossfire of a robbery. So it's always been questionable in the family on that. And then another one died just kind of mysteriously in a hotel room. So it's like a family curse. And then with that institutes, you have all the males of a generation get wiped out. And there's now two girls, one of whom's mentally handicapped, uh, coming off that trauma raising. And they all had kids. I mean, they were in their 40s yeah. or near 40s and uh no one was there to raise the kids but like the boys and like it's just generational trauma and you you don't that all happens in a very short period of time when you're a kid you absorb that right and then you go forward living with that and living with lack of direction and then you have kids and that's like where generational trauma comes from and then the coping mechanisms that, that follow ha- yeah. that yeah that go with that and it's it's wild and it's interesting and it gets sad so that's like a main driver for like me my life who I am uh, to turn around generational trauma cause I don't just to be the come up to be the change like the German that, that corny Gandhi quote be the change you want to see in the world like beyond see be the change you would make in the world make some change so I don't know just kind of some of my roots, my perspective.
0: No, oh. I, I agree. What's good, bro? We're hot. Hot on the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chilling, sorta. Chilling like a villain. You know, refiguring out life again. That's always fun.
1: I know, right? That's how you deal with that, cause like that's almost, in a sense, true for everybody. But then. Not everybody's circumstances are the same within that. Correct. So getting to that point of maintaining the healthy habits and not letting new bad habits creep in.
0: Or the old ones.
1: Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Not letting them creep in or overtake to then form new bad habits. It's just like always a continual reminder to keep... Good habits at the forefront yes of thought thinking
0: your actions absolutely no and that's what it is it's uh not falling back into those old habits and fighting those old habits off because that's what you know you know what i mean you talk about coping earlier in mal you know when bringing up maladaptive behaviors it's, that's the easy way you know it's what's comfortable it's what i know
1: yeah, so how are you staying
0: focused? Uh good question. I don't really know. Not I mean, I'm still, you know, gotta obviously show up for work every day. I'm starting that internship program with a with a new company. I'm starting I started on the fifteenth okay. of February. So um I will be doing my skill bridge has started.
1: What's the balance as far as like the military side you do some hours on base some hours there you just no, homie. so you're out yeah so
0: technically my last retirement yeah so technically my last day of work was the 14th of february um behind you.
1: what's up bud good. how you doing did you have a good time at lunch yeah okay say hi to ian you remember him
0: what's up dude
1: yeah all right i'll come say what's up in a little bit okay, okay. all right i love you we love you. You shut the door please
0: Um, yeah, so technically the last day in uniform, like working in uniform was the 14th. Oh, snap. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I put up like a, uh, I put it on Facebook too, but I did a little video on Snapchat and people that I've talked to, they're like, you could tell when you had the realization of, cause I was like, oh, this is surreal. And I had some people reach out to me, we're like, hey man, like I know I just retired if you need anything. And then somebody else is talking to me like, yeah, I could see the switch when you set it in your in your voice. And I was like, Yeah, because you know, I've been excited for it. And it's like, I'm fucking ready. And then it happened. And you're like, shit. It's happening. Um, but with this um, internships, go bridge, it's fully remote. So I'll be working from home and doing that. So I'm pretty excited. That's cool. I mean, like especially
1: the remote part that I don't know, for my perspective, that should help with the transition because it's Damn. a huge transitional period and like it got off on different grounds or whatever. Like right. this is an achievement. Like I'm yeah. proud of you. couple of decades, like Dude. brain fully unformed, it becoming formed and then forming as like a new man in the military and, and life things, major significant life events that have came up during the last 20 years and yep. uh, all in uniform in the certain Things you that carry with you, good and bad, and then that whole transition to where
0: you have to not forget, but like relearn language. Well, dude, you got to figure we've been—it's you're institutionalized. Yeah, thousand percent. And I have that conversation with my brother all the time, who spent twenty plus years in in and out of prison, and Mm. we talk about stuff in the military. It is so fucking similar granted we have more freedoms and i understand that but like there's just a lot of similarities and then when you talk about deployments you're you're basically in fucking prison like if you're not if depending on where you go right like obviously there's some places you can go to where you can go off the base and do whatever but there's been some like i went to a deployment man and everything was intense and Conex is stacked three high to make tent city and everything else i'm like i'm in a fucking prison and I could go to the gym, shower, eat, and then walk to work. And that was it. You know. That's it. I'm part of that war machine. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I think, too, like, thinking about retirement when I was, you know, a few years ago and where I was in my life, seeing where I am now, this isn't what I thought it would be. And not necessarily in a bad way. The, and not, and I am being vague because I'm not going into grave detail. Obviously, you know way more detail, but um, yeah, I just didn't think this is where and how I was gonna celebrate, you know, the end of my retirement, kind of by myself. And You're you, not by yourself, bro. Uh, you know what I mean. I know I'm not by myself. I have people around me, but you know what I'm saying. Like, um, so yeah, it's a little different. You know, it's hitting a little bit different. You know, last few days, last week or so, has been hitting, been hitting different for sure. Um, but.
1: It's a, it's a it's a loss too. Like people maybe uninitiated, or if you haven't been through it yet. I was at a retirement ceremony. It was no 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 no. It was a it was a retirement ceremony. The dude said, uh, from the outside looking in, you'll never understand it. From the inside looking out, I, I'll never be able to explain it. Yeah, like that's like talking about point. a military retirement and that like it, I did it just resonated. It's my you know my internal vibrations were like. Yeah, that's it. Just it was one of the most well articulated things that I've ever heard in my entire life. And the sense of loss that you're going through, that some of you will go through, some of you have had go through. I mean, it's always time, right? Right. The, The corny answer, but it is grief. Correct. And there are lows. And like I've seen people retire from the military, come back the next Monday. And wander the halls in civilian clothes. Yeah, it's a legitimate sense of loss because of every emotion that's hit throughout, and even if you served for just a couple yeah. of years, I mean, for it, four years, and it
0: depends on there's so many things, right? And I know you being you went to a lot of places, and sometimes, like when you go to certain places, that who you work with, that's your family. You know, when I was in Korea, we were spending Thanksgivings together, all the major holidays together. Everybody was there together. That's your family. Like, that's who you have. That core group of people or whoever you connect with, like, you form a brotherhood. And then, you know, and throughout the military, and I know at one point, and I've, there's been many times where I wanted to get out where I was like, fucking hate this, I'm ready to leave, going crazy, you know, just with work and just all the things, but it's what I've known. You know, it's been my stability for 20 years, you know, and then again, yeah, I don't think I don't feel like I'll be that guy that's going to go back and be like, Oh, man, I miss it. It's just weird leaving. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a fear of the unknown. And what makes it so
1: unknown is that you've known it the whole time, correct, being a civilian, because you're a civilian before you came in, and you're constantly interacting with that world from friends to just being at the store like it it doesn't seem as though it's going to be a big deal it doesn't people would never imagine regardless of what capacity anybody served at like when you transition out of that
0: like yeah you just go to normal but it's it's different it's so different i mean i i've talked with people just even training and I can, you know, speak for the air force. Right. And like, obviously there's different jobs are going to have different requirements, different training, other branches, you know, some of those are more for kicking down doors and, you know, and being out there and firefights and all that stuff. But even what they train you on and how they train you for like air force of just being alert and being aware. And you know, you're, you're always representing the military, whatever you do, whatever action you do outside this gate, you're representing the military. So that's always on you. Right. You know, and it's just being hyper vigilant. They do. They, you know, they wonder why people get PTSD because it's, you literally do annual training on like security measures. And when you're flying or when you're traveling or when it's this or when it's that, like it's a constant thing, you know, and, like that's putting somebody on edge. You know, a lot of things that you no longer need to know. Yeah.
1: And they're very good to know. Right. Just in the proper context.
0: For sure. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a little crazy, but you know, I'm ready for the new chapter. Um, you know, see what it brings and, you know, see where this company goes with it. It's i uh, I'm excited to work with them. i looking through some of the training and stuff. You know, I'm going to have to talk to it's a recruiting company, but I'm going to have to talk to a few of the people of powers at, at B because, cause they're like, we're going to start you off as a tra- like low level recruiter. And I'm like, bro, I've been doing this shit 10 and a half years. I've ran a recruiting office, Mm-mm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna approach it, you know, respectfully. But yeah, like,
1: negotiate all things. It just sets off the tone appropriately. I mean, we were talking to this about which you were there, but like Sean, every I mean, the whole vet check crew was right. there. I'm pretty sure. But when T was talking about like oh, uh-huh. this kind, of, in fact, we were at your house. We were at my house. Yeah, um, it was just like negotiate. And he was like, no. And Sean and I for, both were like, advocate for yourself.
0: Yeah, and being in the recruiting world. It sets the tone yeah, appropriately to. for who
1: you are, where you want to go, and like your new like career. Right, like, right. It, right, right. Yeah, it is, and to uh, like and two points to still continue. Uh, I don't mean to berate the subject, but transitioning out, a lot of people, and this is understandable and cool because I did it. I just did it in the guard when I got off active duty. It was like I still need the military, like right. yeah, even though sure. like, I went through the active duty, the loss, the grief, like the dark, the very dark times in my granddad's basement, like what is happening, and it carried on for actually a couple of years, way longer than it should have, just because of having the wrong perspective. But I stayed in the guard, which helped, and I always knew that getting off active duty, it was like. I just need the military still as long as I need it. It's just it's my, my my crutch. it's a little bridge to figure out life a little bit a little bit more, a little right. bit differently a little bit greater understanding and then got to a point where I got out of the guard. but a lot of people you still have uh, opportunity for uh, employment military employment or DoD employment and that can help and like the the services the services are there.
0: Yeah. I mean, Transition services are there. They're there. If you're having a hard time dealing with that, you know, going through the whole process for, and they are doing a lot better. They really are. I mean, is it still flawed for sure, but they're doing what they can. You know what I mean? And like the Skillbridge program, I think is amazing that they have offered, it's been around since 2017. So is that TAPS? No. So Skillbridge is, so basically what I'm enrolled into, right? So it's where you can apply to a company to do an internship. Okay, so I am on a permissive, temporary duty, permissive TDY. Okay, so for 103 days, I'm doing that with this company. So you apply with the company, they reach out to you send the resume, it's like a job, like you're applying for a job. Um, And then with the intent that they're going to hire you afterwards, but there's, oh, man, on the website, I want to say, I can't remember the exact number, there's either like 2700 or 5000 companies that have that are that are skill bridge companies you got to figure it doesn't cost the company anything right they're getting free labor from somebody that has a skill set like you're saving money and if they're bringing you in revenue you know what i mean like if i go work for this company and i start placing one person a week i'm bringing them revenue and they don't have to pay me you know what i mean so that's a great program it's uh there are so many resources out there for for people transitioning out. um and they are trying to do better, which is good because I remember back in the day row when we first came in, I feel like they didn't have any of that shit. And you would hear about dudes getting out and just like not doing anything or you knew a lot of guys who got out because we got out at like kind of the peak end of
1: force reduction, yeah, is when we were coming in. They let so many people in after nine eleven. they're like, oh, no, we need to get some of these people out. So they were had incentive programs to let people out. So it was very easy to get out at the time, uh, oh four, oh five, oh six, into probably two thousand nine, yeah. really, if if you wanted to. And they started it was it got so high they started forcing people out on fitness stuff. That was when you really realized, Oh, there's too many people here. They changed the fitness standards and really adhered to letting people with pe- current passing scores because they failed one in the past. Like we got too many people here. That force reduction was wild. It was during the Obama administration and there was a lot of cuts at the time. We had a hard time getting toilet paper, paper towel, uh, printer ink, like, like, come on. But they didn't stop making bombs. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, to, I, I digress. Uh, the, the build your circle, build your circle, the strong circle of support people around you and, uh, and the profession. There's, there's pathways to professions to get around people you care about. And that's like, I'm I'm grateful now to be in the type of environment of education at like a small school. Like, so that, type of love for one another like uh, as far as a, a faculty goes like it's there and we're doing a very specific like new mission like create the future like right. yeah. pour pour in pour in pour into community so it's a really good upbeat environment and that would be some advice that I would say as well as to build that crew around you I'm not saying everybody go be a teacher but build the core individuals around you pick you have the opportunity now to pick your mission correct like so where do you want you know your your main energy to be going all the energy we're using every day from waking up to wiping our butts like that takes energy. So where do you want your main energy source to go? You and wh- then you wipe. And then for no man, I got a, I got a bidet sprayer. No, I was just man. saying, for example, I need I'm just one. saying for example, that's a game changer. I that'll change <laughs>
0: that'll change your life. You look like you have a bidet. You asshole. <laughs> I'm coddled, man. I'm look coddled, you. bro.
1: Living out here, staring at staring at the
0: mountains, bro uh far far away from living in those little apartments and shit when he's come visit you
1: yeah but ultimately dude too though like in all the transitional military separations and you can apply the hopefully the soul of this to different things if you're going through life transitions if you're going through just changing schools or, or a, a move a big family transition like things happen throughout life hopefully there's something there that you can apply to on a broader scale and like for me it always comes back to just habits so the so the what are you doing fuck Focusing on the good kind of full circle where we started. You know, how am I doing? Did I make my bed today? Like Correct. am I setting and the metaphorical bed, like whatever that is. I mean whatever, brush my teeth. Like so getting it going on a note of affirmations and gratitude every day, staying yes. positive, building upon that, to stay consistent in spite of life's inevitable changes. Yeah.
0: And that's what I'm really trying to get back to. And the last couple of years has really been, you know, figuring out my circle. Um, You know because you do you build a certain Not everybody but I mean for me personally You know you build a certain people around you And especially military you know Especially when all we used to do Is kind of drink and hang out and um, You to know what I mean Um, To put it mildly to, We vaguely drank <laughs> Every now and then we sipped <laughs> Or just went hard as fuck But no it it is It's it's building those and I, I tell it to people all the time I'm like people, people places and things right? Like that's going to have an impact on your decisions and what you do and how you act. And I just gotta like, listen to myself a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Be like positive functioning member yeah. of your crew and like, expect that from those around you as well. I mean, I think that's a good You're, What do they say? You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with Like right. that. It checks out right it Definitely checks out. <laughs> that, che- that checks out somewhere checks in the out. middle of all these people that i've been attracted to because somebody's probably an opposite somebody's real similar somebody's kind of can express themselves in a way that you understand but you disagree with what they think so f- find the people who are using that about them to pour into you and also pour back out be overflowing like, right uh well so yeah the type of type of person you are the type of teammate you are in in any myriad of relationships because there's balance, right? All things have balance. There's soul balance too. And that's soul, you, your soul, who you are, the things going on within me. How do I balance this? That means counteracting some things and a- acting on others, right? So to maintain a balance based on what type of consequences you want in life, positive or negative. And then also your soul's balance with those other individuals that you're you're pouring your life around with whether that be your kids your friends your your career your boss you know the person you're being trained from the person that you're training like whatever that looks like the dynamic there's a balance of souls and find that between people and i've always found it best to ultimately like just cut out all the bs and get 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 to the core of things so then we can move on for sure no
0: i definitely agree it was uh i met this older lady the other day, and she's like huge into astrology. Okay. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I I am interested in astrology, and I know you can obviously pick out things and be like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. Oh yeah, you know that makes sense. But like, she was like, I'm gonna go pull your chart. I was like, okay. I mean, she's talking in depths of like I've never heard. You know, just for instance, she was like, um. You know, talk about my first house and, um, you know, I have Pluto sitting there for the next 20 years and I did any change, you know, your identity is changing. This is based off a single conversation from earlier and her not knowing what is going on with me. Like I just met and We're generally talking. Hmm. And was um, like, you know, Pluto represents death and rebirth, transformation, um, you know, breaking down of old structures and beliefs. And, like, it just goes on. And she she sent me a ton of it. And I'm just, just like, mind blown because it's literally speaking to what is happening right now. And, again, I know you can find things and relate to certain things, right? I mean, same thing for me. Like, if you read parts of the Bible, there's going to be some things that you read that you align with and that you can pick out of there and be like, yes, that hits. You know what I mean? But, bro, she was just, like large text messages of just going through it. And I was just like, mine was blown. Yeah. Sorcery will do that. Love it. I think that there's, um,
1: energies out there yeah. beyond the three dimensions in which we live in. And I think it's important to deal with those energies appropriately, um, to the soul balance point. Um, but yeah, I don't play with any of that. Dude, like, okay. so this Any is
0: this is the last one, right? Again. Bible warns against all of that. Yeah, that's going right. into there. So it's like, you came out of the 12th house with Pluto and Capricorn the last 16 years. It was around money and value. In the 12th house, there could have been a lot of hidden things, including amenities, psychological stuff, and could have been, um, because I talked about Buddhism at one point. Uh, she's like, you know, when you discovered Buddhism, 12th is all about hidden things. Um. She's like, ashrams, prison, psych wards, churches, spirituality, and past karma. And I was like, interesting. Yeah. There are people who have the ability to
1: look into those things. Spoke to me. Yeah, but it evades generally the healing of things. I could see that that's why you want to be attracted to it because a little bit of the here and now, and there's generational traumas, yeah because there are generational traumas attached to that or some of beyond ourselves, right where the sum of a real long lineage of things yeah. and where you fit within that lineage and beyond within um it all culminates to this point, right. So that balance point of like that's where like you mentioned Buddhism, but like Buddhism. It does. I mean, Western psychology is based on Buddhism. There's nothing new, nothing new about Western psychology. Like whenever it got mainstreamed in the early 1900s, Sigmund Freud really, he wasn't the first psychoanalysis, but he was the main dude, the main push, the main driver to get it to become something people can make money off of in, in capitalism. But it's all Buddhist. It's all Buddhist. Now where Buddhism fails, it's very insightful look within yourself Correct. it's freudian catharsis Just like this i have been through this moment in my life i need to face it come to whatever sense of forgiveness that is and move on but that move on in buddha buddha's terms is the end because it's an ancient religion right it's it predates all i think hinduism's older and then whatever has not survived right right but like it's one of the most ancient religions so at that point i think if it if Buddhism coming to one, it didn't address mind, body, soul, it addressed mind and body. Buddhism doesn't have anything to do with the soul. It's like explicitly has nothing to do with the soul. Why are you wasting your time on things that you cannot control? Right? But I think that's the main point to take care of the soul. Because from my perspective, there's just this is just a, a moment of energy, and energy precipitated for somewhere. Culminated here, and the energy is still going to go somewhere because, even by like legitimate scientific terms, like there's one source of energy. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Period. We do not create new energy and, like, at all. Nothing that we see or has come to material was created from new energy. It's all based on the energy that's already here. So, that then tells me energy is going elsewhere, whether we're in this physical form or not. So, my perspective is what's the best way to take care of that. That makes sense. I think the best way to take care of that for me is what is everybody from before trying to tell us? What's the what's the dialogue from the past? What are they trying to tell us? How can I best rationalize that to heal whatever's going on here so that energy that goes forward hits next appropriately? I think there's like interesting things. Like old biblical stories of people living to 600 years old 800 years old i wonder from a pause from a full stop from a christian standpoint i'm not teaching anything i'm not being a heretic and like i'm not also purposefully being blasphemous unpause like i wonder if those age limits are a form of your spirit didn't have it figured out so you have to do this again and that the other ancient religions of transmigration, also known as reincarnation, like the f- real term is transmigration. You've transcendently migrated. Um, stop bumping the mic. Uh, so if that if that's not intertwined, something was You know they're different accounts. Not you know can we get them together? I think we can. I think that's the overlap. They're like yeah. God, whatever God is, the greatest, the highest, most divine being of all time that I do believe that exists, is trying to relay the stories and yeah, this guy lived to eight hundred. That sounds weird. But over here they say you reincarnate until you get it right and you reach enlightenment and pass on. Well, so why can't that play together? Yeah, you lived to nine hundred, maybe not straight. Right. You know, maybe there's a little you know, your soul had to go through some things and hold on, you're not ready to move on to next whatever heaven is or Whatever you want to call it, whatever next is for you. So I think that there's something big and massive at play that is beyond any of our comprehensions. Like Carl Jung, social psychologist or clinical psychologist, psychologist, he died in the 1960s, but early 1900s psychologist, post Freud, like he has the, the collective unconscious hypothesis to mm-hmm. where we are a certain arch- there's eight or nine archetypes of people the man the woman the the animal the shadow the where you, you know the deep you is the shadow do you know your shadow do you know it for real the persona what you put on for other people but he has these archetypes and every one of those archetypes is it fits in line with evolution like it's everything from everybody and we're we all as a society, have the sum of knowledge of everyone who's lived before us that is embedded within us, which that plays with God, that plays with evolution, that plays with reincarnation. Like to me, like if you can stretch your imagination that far to connect everything, so that's where, like, I don't try to be holier than thou, but I do try to find myself to be a holy man. Like I'm yearning for that knowledge, the knowledge of true pers- personhood, like beyond even humanity personhood to humanity to beyond to step that up what can go beyond and therefore that moment that I'm here like for generational trauma to stop to stop it must stop here and whatever that means whatever difficulties I have to go through here it cannot then come out of my movements my actions my whatever I'm giving to other people my, 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 my energy it has to be different it has to be i have to put out something different than what i feel has been put in to change
0: the world and at least the world within my world no i agree um with the last part you the other stuff not saying i disagree but it was definitely very interesting <laughs> to hear um but no i agree you know generational trauma like it sucks and you know i'm really trying to make sure that i'm not doing that with my kids really set that new foundation to make it stop you know what i mean um doing you know had some bumps but i feel like we're you know we're getting
1: there yeah but that's why i would say like ancient people too like epigenetics it's called epigenetics it's the things you pass on like through the environment like abuse you know uh, drug use alcohol use criminal activity all all the things and but the the flip side of that exists as well like so you can output the love and the generosity i mean that's all all there all on the table as well <laughs> but epigenetics and the bible speaks on that and like epigenetics has become a pretty big and normal conversation in neurology for the last 5 years maybe 7 but like really kind of getting to mainstream understanding in the last 2 or 3 since probably post pandemic understanding since a lot of people went through a lot of psychological stuff there like the study like psychology and neurology becoming a little more mainstream has that's pretty new emergence yeah. and that's a lot of it's just backed up biblically as well and then care of that supernatural entity of self if you believe in that kind of stuff
0: no for sure it makes sense absolutely yeah
1: man whatever you need dude let's come through let's get these done more often yeah, I know. Yeah. We got some, we got a taco date next week.
0: Yeah, we do. Yeah, we'll have to Oh, up. yeah. How does that work? You still got... So your schedule's completely changed. It has, but I mean, I'm remote, you know? Okay. So as long as I have, like... I'll bring shit with me, you know, and... Invite Sean. Yeah, he was Let's he, he hit me check. up about it, and he was like... Well, it threw me off because he was like, Hey, we're doing vet check. And I was like, What? He was <laughs> like, No, like the 23rd. I was like, Oh. I was like, Well, yeah. I was like, I'm meeting up with with, you know... You yeah, know, Odin Rain, Odin Rain, however you want to say his name. Today, Running from the feds, bro. Many names. Um, and he's like, oh, I thought it was Vet Check. I was like, yeah, probably. I was like, you know, if he said that, then yeah. I was like.
1: Yeah, I linked up with him a few weeks ago. And I came up. He's like, yeah, let's go get some tacos. I'm like, yeah, we're already going to go get some tacos, bro. Whatever. Let's go. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, but he is doing a little recruiting thing on base. So I slid through there. met a couple UFC fighters. Nice. Um, it was tight. I Actually, I wish it would have taken. I would. I wasn't starstruck by any means, but it's just like, it's just a dude. Right. Like, I don't know what to say to this dude, but I would have liked to have an opportunity. And ne- like next time, like I had an opportunity to speak to him. I was this far away from him. I was just like, Hey, Hey, you know, I, I could have asked him like, you got kids. Like, you know, it was just like chilling And it. You know, I'm out of my element. Like I'm pretty introvert. Like, and I don't, I like to watch fights at home.
0: I'm at a bowling alley on base. Like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all, it's all weird. It's yeah, just like, I meant to, i I know that got brought up before it was going to happen, and I meant to hit him up about it prior, like way prior, but I completely forgot. What was well, going I on.
1: wanted to ask, and this is a question I'm going to have in the pocket now for anybody I meet, like really, but it's just like, you know, I forget if the conversation calls for it, but it's just like, if you, like, for you in your life, which you've been through and where you're at, what's one like from a professional athlete, like somebody who with a strong will and a fighter, so a strong will, determination. Like, what would you say to a group of middle schoolers to, I don't know, the end of the question, to help them to aid that? They don't have, doesn't have to be anything profound, but like to give them a sense of self. To like, like, you know, what would what would you say to some middle schoolers to give? A sense of self. So, yeah. uh, and to see what they have to say about, or what what would you say to your younger self? Right? I like that one. That one's a little cliche, but like part of what would you say to your younger self could be like, how, or what are you teaching your son? Like if you had, you know, a conversation dependent, but I want to have a, a question present to be able to present to people. What would you tell the middle schoolers to get so that I can get the best out of them? Because, like, for me in my life, that's when I needed probably somebody the most. Like was in middle school. That's when I was, you know, puberty's really in full swing. Mm-hmm. My dad was not around until I was in like eighth grade. Okay. Um, so like middle school. So that could be part of it. too. maybe that's me projecting. Like right. So to, to be full disclosure, talking about psychoanalysis and stuff. But like, that's a growing time for a man. You're getting pumped full of testosterone. You're growing. You're starting to smell differently. Your hormones are raging in a way that is you're probably not prepared for, at least if you didn't have a dad at home, you're not prepared for. And if you're of a certain age, even now, like men weren't talking about that kind of stuff with their sons. No. and, And probably to a certain scale still, are not and I, that's like I guess where I want to be some change, like because I, I talk about this like from a middle school teacher perspective, from a summer camp counselor perspective. Like, if you're above 12, we need to start having different conversations because you're now becoming you're legitimately becoming a man. Correct. If you're very few people males, you're not in puberty by 12, like starting a little bit of it, you're starting to change. And even if you're late, it's still 13, 14, 15. Then you may maybe you just hit a late growth spurt, but puberty's starting. And I think that's where I'm like I wanna start having quest- better better questions yeah. for, for people because it's just like huh having those because like I met uh yeah, I met um Brendan Allen. He's on like this six fight win streak. He's mm-hmm. got a, he's in camp right now, he's got a fight coming up against like a heavy hitting headhunter. So just like dude, what what do you think about like your will, your determination? Like break it down, give me give me a minute and a half of your time. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, get, get some what
0: can I tell a group of sixth graders? That'd be interesting to hear your perspective. All right. For sure. Let's get up out of here, bro. Let's do it. Yeah, I
1: got to get uh, I get some chores
0: done. Yeah, I got to go knock some stuff out. It's beautiful Oh, day. yeah.
1: I'm going to do a chore on your head real quick. Oh, yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Everybody be cool. Check on a vet. Hug your loved ones. See
0: you later. yeah Cheer-
3: May yeah, I? I can go whenever? Whenever you're ready, Alright, this song is called There Must Have Been Something in the Water. I heard you look crazy in the moonlight In the daylight your shadow is clear It sounds like thunder I can feel it when I cannot hear I was speaking to birds and insects Making phone calls to friends I don't see Driving two hours to stand in your shower High from all I didn't want to be But, oh, you didn't have answers Just guesses And Jane To succeed but I took All I wanted You lost All your berries baby, sold For the price Of a seat mm, I heard You look crazy In the moonlight And in daylight Your shadow Is clear I It sounds like thunder Oh, I can feel it when I cannot hear
0: There must
3: have been something in the water It's liquor, it's sadness, it's weed Driving two hours to stand in your shower It's a baptism I really need But Oh, you stole all my clothes, babe There was no good way to be I took all I wanted, lost all your berries, I sold for the price of a seed. Crazy in the moonlight, and in daylight, your shadow is clear. I heard your voice, it sounds like thunder, Bay I can feel it when I cannot hear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Eggs, bones! Eggs, bones! <laughs> <laughs> Mm I'm <coughs> <coughs> Woo, woo, woo,